are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Um, guys, as I said, we're going to take things a little differently here in the offseason. Um, I don't want to flood you with the draft coverage like we did last year because um, it's all about having the quarterback, which now there is. Um, but you know we're gonna you know, we're gonna mix in some other voices from some other avenues. Obviously, Rod Bloom and the Brownie podcast he was on, but we're gonna start to you know mix things up and integrate it. Look, I mean we're all trying to bust our butts, put out the best Cleveland Browns coverage we can, and you know as much as I have confidence in myself doing that, there's other outlets that are doing it as well. Uh, gonna join us here tonight. We're gonna talk some Browns. We're gonna talk. We're gonna go both sides. You know of you know raising children in a two working household environment and trying to balance everything of course with you know blogging and podcasting and stuff of that nature and a great guest here and we had some people request it and I am a fan of hers uh you know I think I I hope at least it's mutual respect but uh Miss Bree here from bigplay.com obviously she does the Monday show with the guys over there um whether it's a Jake Burns um whether it's a Paul Brown um, plenty of guys come through their avenues that have come through this avenue. Bree, how's everything going? Hi, Jeff. What an introduction. I'm so happy to join you tonight. Um, and this is the thing. Look, I mean, look, when the product is, the competition shouldn't be like it is. I mean, look, we're to the point now, and look, for me doing this last year, it was just kind of like, well, now we're 0-14. We don't like the head coach. <laughs> this poor quarterback is not ready for this. And, but now it's just kind of like, hey, it's Browns and Browns gear all year long and winter coats and T-shirts and tank tops and shorts and 365. Everybody's, you know, thrilled to talk about it. Um, but first, Bree, you know, what I do with any new guest is I kind of give them their opportunity to give their state of the union. Now, look, you are out in Youngstown, Ohio. You have been around this franchise and look you know whether you know it's pictures on twitter and digging through mom's attic and finding the old stuff that you had <laughs> i mean what's it like for you now to be able to talk about this team that you've grown up been around cheered for a lot a lot a lot a lot of tears but now to get to talk about this franchise in a new light where you know it was always negative 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 but now it's where do i find the negative so talk about your browns yeah, so dating back to when I was in my toddler years was I think the last time the Browns were good. And I say that in a sense of, you know, 2007, the Browns were good, but it didn't feel like it was sustainable good. So in the early and mid 80s, when the Browns were really on the rise and my parents were, you know, true fans, I was still too young to really understand and grasp what was going on. And at age two and three, I loved Bernie Kosar. And that is my fondest memory. So now I feel like I'm reliving my childhood again with the rise of the Browns, the new Browns, and Baker Mayfield. And having him at the helm and having my kids just fall in love with him, it is like I'm traveling back in time. And it is an incredible feeling. So it's so exciting now to be living this in my 30s, which I wasn't sure if we would ever see the Browns be good again. I'm sure you feel the same way, Jeff. It was, it was, and even when I first, I took this over, I, I enjoyed the platform that the Locked On Network does, and I enjoyed the daily aspect of it. You know, I had taken a hiatus, and the shows I did were two to three shows a week, and they were two hours at a pop, and it was like, sometimes it was like, well, it, it gets a little long in the tooth, 
And you know, here in New Jersey, you know, I, you know, I had you know, I've always been an NFL fan, you know, and like people were like, you know, like I knew the second string running back from every team in the NFL. So I knew the league inside and out, and it was like, well, I, I like this format. It's you know, five to six shows a week, 25, 30 minutes. I never hit that. I'm always, I always run long. I always run long. <laughs> but um, in the Browns, with all, and you know, I am a okay with Sashi Brown. I am okay with John Dorsey. That's the stance I take. And you know, I had talked with some friends who you know host shows here, and they were like, well, you know, the Jets job isn't open, which was something you know because you know. The Jets were always the little brother, which I appreciated because I was always the little brother. That's the way I grew up. But it was like, well, you know, that show had been taken care of. And it was like, and one of my friends were like, well, nobody's been covering the Browns now for a while. They could probably use somebody. And I was like, well, the draft capital, I mean, you basically, it's, you know, it's basically clay. Make something out of it. And even my wife, she's like, wait a minute, you're going to cover the Cleveland Browns? What, <laughs> what a think- thought. Exactly. What are you thinking right now? I mean, this is what you want to get into. And, you know, as we got to 0-16 last year, I was like, wow, this may be in a little bit more, you know, I bit off a little bit more than I could chew. But it's just turned into this so much now. And and the positivity, and, you know, there's the, the Sashi Brown work was fantastic. Obviously, John Dorsey's come in and added to that. And even, you know, we got to, you know, when the coaches were fired, and it was just like, oh, my God, it's here we go again. Top three pick in the draft, and... But it, it, it just goes to show that the accumulation of the talent in the room was far greater at the time than the guys who were running it. And, you know, and Freddie, and as great as he was, and Greg, and it was just great to see that these guys embraced the young guys around them and said, look, go do what you've done your entire lives. Go play football and go be great at it. We're not going to mix it up. We're just going to let you guys do what you do best. And let's see where the cards, you know, and where the chips may fall. And, and it fell perfectly. Yeah. And, you know, growing up in Northeast Ohio, particularly in Youngstown area, it's interesting because you've probably never been here in this area. But I will tell you, it mostly feels like it's a Steelers nation. And the Browns, you know, with the recent years not being that great. It's like we it's almost like being embarrassed to to be wearing browns here. I mean, you, we're the laughing stock of the NFL for so long. Even after the Browns relocated to Baltimore, it was like we were just a laughing stock. We were the joke, the butt of every joke. And now everywhere I go in Youngstown, there are more and more people coming out of the woodwork, whether they were Browns fans previously and just maybe too embarrassed to admit it or <laughs> they're new fans. There's I would say probably more of us than Steelers fans. And I think especially this year with what happened to the Steelers and them kind of having all of this internal discord and dysfunction and Ben Roethlisberger, what's going on with him? Is he going to retire? And Antonio Brown, and he's probably not going to be a Steeler next year. Le'Veon Bell. I mean, what a turn of events that our rival that we pretty much could never beat. And with Ben Roethlisberger hailing from Ohio, that was always really, really hard to stomach being a Browns fan living in Ohio and just having them shove down our throat every single year. It is like walking on water this year. And I cannot wait to like just fast forward right now. As much as the winter sucks right now, I want to fast forward through summer and just get me to NFL football and the Cleveland Browns. That's that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, and I kind of agree. It's almost kind of like, hey, can I just have 4th of July? Uh, I want my burgers <laughs> yeah. and my dogs. But after that, I mean, okay. at least get me to the preseason. 
So that way I can have the nice mix of both. You know, I, I can go out, I can go swimming, I can have a tan for a little bit, but I, you know, I, I want the football back. Um, can the draft be tomorrow? I'm sorry, can free agency be tomorrow? We'll have the draft next week and, you know, let's go back to work. That's kind of where hundred percent with you. It's you know, and and you know, for you living in Ohio, um, obviously the Cavaliers uh, offering nothing, uh, the Cleveland Indians. Oh. It's it, it's an issue now of you know you know, and this is the thing because you know where I am in you know, in the area I am in tri- in the tri-state area, uh, being a Mets fan versus in a Yankee nation. It's like yep. well, you know, I, I want to root for the guys who it's gonna it's gonna be a little bit harder on them to make it happen, and you know I take a lot of jabs for that. And I did enjoy the Yankee run and Derek Jeter and everything. Like, I always say Derek Jeter stole my job. Like, uh, you know, I grew up, I was. I wanted to be the shortstop of the Yankees. <laughs> We're the same age. Uh, apparently, you know, five foot ten versus six foot three, it didn't work out for me, be that as it may. But you enjoyed the fact that it, it takes a little bit more for somebody to get there as opposed to somebody else. Like, the work ethic is put in as opposed to, you know, the rich kid down the street, you know, uh, well, you know, you got a C, but your mom and dad went to school, and all of a sudden now you got an A. And, and when you grad, you know, when you got your driver's license, you got a BMW and things of that nature. No, I, I don't like that type. Yeah, doesn't work for me. Bust your butt for everything you have, and that's what you appreciate about this roster that the Browns are currently putting out here, uh, guys. Before we're going to press here a little bit more here, um, this would be a good time, guys. iTunes rating reviews, we need them. They're always helpful to any show. So appreciative, guys. If you can go ahead and jump on that right now. This is the first one I want to get here to. Um, now, Bree, whether it's you and so many other guys, I talked to guys in the ticket sales office with the Browns. It has gone off the charts. I know you guys have made the dive, obviously. Um, what's it like now? That like it, it, It's for you guys, it's, wow, this is so good. I don't want to watch it on TV. I mean, I do enjoy watching football better on TV, but you're there and you guys are enthralled in everything that's going on. And hey, Sundays and look, it's not going to be Sundays, Bri. I hope you understand that. It's going to be, there's going to be know. Sunday nights. There's going to be some Monday nights. There's obviously a Thursday <laughs> night. Could be. <laughs> you guys ready for these commitments? I don't know. And you talk about commitment. We've got two young kids, ages four and three, where I'm like, I first of all had to talk my husband into the season tickets to the point of, I brought it up to him what it, it was probably four weeks ago and I started getting anxious like oh my gosh there's not gonna be any season tickets left like we need to act now or we're never gonna be able to get in on this and there was just something in my gut saying do it now we're still young the Browns are on the rise what do they say you buy the stock right when it's about to go high you don't want to you don't want to buy when it's going down so my husband was leaving for bowling league that night And he left and he said, make good decisions. And I was like, all right, that means go. So I literally was on the phone with with an account exec. And I I believe he was like working out at the gym. I was texting him. I was trying to cook dinner at the same time. My kids needed 8 million things. And I was like, guys, we got to focus here. Mama's getting brown season tickets. And you guys are going to survive for the next 25 minutes until I can figure out what seats I want what section I'm going to be sitting in. Uh, so yeah, I it was kind of just a last minute decision, and again, a pretty big commitment having two young kids. But I feel great. I mean, what a time to be alive! I, I 
I'm just so excited to be at the games. And even if I can't make the games, because I do enjoy watching them on TV as well, I figured, you know, my parents can go. They've been lifelong fans, my sister and her husband. I don't think these tickets are going to go to waste. So uh, we're both pumped about it in this household. Well, and and that's the thing. And, and this is where this product has grown because, like, you know, so many people in Ohio is, you know, it was, well, I'll watch them, but pay to go watch them? No, I would never. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. And that's similar to, you know, what we deal with here, you know, the, because like we always joke, like the giant fans are like the wine and cheese crowd. They'll go regardless and they're like, you know, older yep. and lame. The Jets is a younger crowd and they're more feisty. But when you realize that it's, there's going to be special moments and it all started week three with the win over the Jets. It's like, wow, there's going to be a lot of great moments, magical moments within that building I'd like to see some of that and be firsthand. TV can only do so much. Yes. And I am a big environment person as well. We went to quite a few Cavs games um, over the last couple of years, which in my mind, like the, that that's memories that we will have living forever. I mean, seeing LeBron James, one of the greatest basketball players to ever play the game, what a story to talk about when we're older, when our kids are older. And I just hope that the Browns can give me something to be happy about in a few years. And quite frankly, I hope that we're season ticket holders for the rest of our lives and that my kids can get these tickets when they're older. So that's that's how I see it going. I mean, I was talking to other people that are season ticket holders with other NFL teams, and they're like, you can't get them. So I didn't want to be in that situation in a few years where hopefully this this run that we're on continues to be a winning season, hopefully some playoff runs ideally a Super Bowl and I wanted to already be in on it so I am and I'm I can't wait well I mean with anything it's you know get in on the ground floor and it's funny they brought up LeBron James because um we have a big arena here in New Jersey in Trenton it's you know about I mean well I wouldn't say big but it's about a 7,000 you know seat arena and his senior year when he was you know uh you know know, playing for help me out here Saint St. Vincent, St. Mary's. Yeah, yeah St. Vincent, St. Mary's. Same age as me. I watched him many times in high school. Yes, but he was here in Trenton playing. Me and my buddy just sitting around playing Madden, NCAA. We're like, wait a minute. This guy's in Trenton tonight? And my buddy did the research. He's like, dude, we're like 25 minutes away. We went and saw him play, and it was just like, oh, okay. This is different. <laughs> this is way different. And you can just see, I mean, the superstar he was going to become, and, you know, and, and, and maybe the torch has been passed, and maybe it's now to... And look, you know, you don't want to give Baker everything just yet. So maybe the torch was split in half, where Baker carries one in his right arm, because the good arm. Miles yep. Garrett carries the other torch. But you can see here where we're headed with all this. And it, it, it's been so fun to just watch this grow. And it was really just from, you know, the Pittsburgh game on, where it was like, all right, you can go... <laughs> yeah, you can go too, Todd. You're both out of here, and we'll see where it falls. And the way it just grew, and the players, and, and they grew together, and they're having so much fun, and, and they're so much different now because they can actually kind of walk around with a little swagger underneath them, and they enjoy the city. And Jabril Peppers, and, and here's an interesting guy because we'll bring him up, a guy who you know is a Michigan guy, mm-hmm. and he said, he's like, it's tough for me right now. And a lot of it was because of 0-16, and they were poor early this year. 
But that Denver game and seeing a Michigan guy, yep. and I'll always back Jabril because he's a Jersey guy, so that <laughs> helps me out. But just to see that happen, and now all of a sudden, there ain't nobody. Jabril Peppers, he's going to walk, he can walk anywhere in Cleveland, and he ain't paying for nothing. Exactly. And I, fun fact about me, Jeff, I went to Ohio State, but I married a Michigan fan. Oh, so my. Yeah, so I kind of live that, that, uh, so I, I imagine I imagine those Saturdays after Thanksgiving are pretty good for you. You know what? We have been married for six years, dating for four, so ten years total. Michigan has not beat Ohio State. Obviously, you know that for a very long time. And I think that us getting together was the curse that I put on Michigan for him. So, um, but that being said, I was rooting for Jabril because my husband liked him being a Michigan um, alumni. So I, I never had a problem. I never have a problem. First of all, when college players go to an NFL team, I'm rooting for the team itself. So that always boggled my mind, but I was really happy to see Jabril have a successful season with the Browns. And after he made those comments about having kind of getting a hard time around the Cleveland area from being a former Michigan player um, and, you know, it's been really exciting, I think, for my husband to kind of see that success as well, because Michigan hasn't had that many players really make it other than obviously Tom Brady. But I mean, he's in his league of his own. So, uh, you know, it's kind of fun because we get to root together for the Browns. And then there's also players from our Michigan and Ohio State colleges that we get to root for as well. And, and I think part of what you know Jabril kind of said was like, look, we're all here. Back yep. us. And, you know, I think, you know, it, it was a statement to say, look, we're doing everything we can for you. So please don't hold anything against us for where we came from or anything of that nature. Yeah. And I think that was and that was the best part was because I had to, um, you know, my mother-in-law sick. My mother, uh, my wife was taking care of her. And it was the Saturday night game versus Denver. So she's like, well, the girls, you know, there's a Christmas party. It's, you know, the friends are, you know, I'm going to stay with mom. I was like, all right, I'll take them. I was like, well, the Browns are playing Denver. And I was a little nervous, and I walked in, and everybody was like, oh, well, we want to see Baker Mayfield. And I was just like, oh, well, this party just kind of picked up. And, you know, exactly. and, and we always do you know a post game pretty much right after the last whistle. So it was like late third quarter, and I'm like, girls, we got to go. And they're like, well, we're having fun. Girls, we got to go. It was just, <laughs> no, we got to go. You know, I wanted to get home. I wanted to see the fourth quarter, and it just all came. And obviously, Jabril putting... The feather on the cap was more of a, hey, I am here. I am 100% bought in. I am a Cleveland Brown. I want to win. I want to win my guys. And it was just, I, I think that was probably the biggest win of the year because it was, look, I mean, it was national television. And, you know, Baker didn't play so great. But the rest of the team was like, look, it's not just Baker. There's a lot more here. And just the way that all transpired turned out to be a great great thing and you just saw that it wasn't just a one or two guys on this team it was more of a hey there's 40 to 45 guys on this team now guys um one thing when i talk about um you guys ask for betting advice um i will always mention to you who you bet with is almost as important as who you're betting on mybookie.com this is where they come in they've been in the business for years their online reviews are excellent um their mobile site simple clean easy to use um, one of the things I love the best about mybookie.com is you put in your initial deposit, they will match it 100%. Look, who's not betting on the Super Bowl? Everybody's going to find a way to wager on the Super Bowl. So what I'm going to tell you to do is go to mybookie.com, 
throw some money in there. Um, you can bet on a fantasy aspect, whether it's over unders on you know player you know uh, with the catches, receptions, yards, touchdowns, whatever. Uh, the most rewarding player perks in the business. Uh, MyBookie.com. Go ahead and visit them at MyBookie.com. M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E.com. MyBookie.com. You play, you win, you get paid. Now, Bree, look, I mean, you're a mom. You've got two kids. Obviously, your husband works. I'm a father. My wife works. Two jobs. Mm -hmm. I work, well, this and my other job. So (laughs) I guess I'm trying to think. Maybe it's two to three jobs. There is such a balance that goes through all of this. And and not to mention, you know, the blogging and the podcasting. Um, I don't think people understand what goes on with all of us. And, and that's where maybe some of us get upset where, you know, some people start pointing the finger and is, uh, well, I didn't like your take here. And it's like we're putting ourselves out here in another avenue where it could be, well, one parent's putting both kids to bed. I mean, we're, yep. we're, we're, we're extending ourselves to the limit. And like we mentioned before we recorded, our parents have no idea because it was, you know, dad went to work every day, mom made a great dinner, you know, uh, kisses on the forehead from both mm-hmm. parents before. Now, it's not like that in 2019 anyway whatsoever. Yeah, and I, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head a little bit where you have a full, I have a full-time job, I do podcasting on the side, which is something that I do really enjoy. I do write on the side for my own personal blog and all of this stuff really didn't come to me until after I had kids. Not going to lie. I actually feel like they inspired me to kind of self-reflect as corny as that sounds, I guess, to make sure that I wasn't losing my identity and who I was, which I think is very important to find that balance. Or your voice. Yes. Yes. And it's really difficult when you go from you to a mom or a dad to a parent you sacrifice so much for your children and for your significant other that it is easy to lose who you are and what you enjoy which is the exact reason that I got into blogging and that you know I am a fan first for all of my Cleveland sports but I love talking about it sports have always been ingrained in who I was how I was raised playing sports rooting for sports and you know, if I could rewind maybe a little bit 20 years ago and go to college, maybe I would have shifted my career path into doing this for full time. But now, you know, it's so easy to have a voice and have a platform and do things for fun and connect with people like yourself and listen to podcasts about the things that you love. So I, I do, you know, feel like it's it's a balance, but what is a balance? I'm doing this, you know, we're doing this right now. It's 9.30 at night. The kids are in bed. My husband put them both to bed. He goes to bowling leagues on Wednesday. So, you know, we do a lot of trade-off, but I truly think it's about making sure that you are not losing yourself when you become a parent. But, I mean, what do you think, Jeff? How do you guys do it? Well, and that's part of it, though. I mean, for me, like, you know, this is my escape room. The mm-hmm. show is my escape room. My wife, she loves live music. She okay. likes to go to concerts, and she goes to a lot of them, which I am totally cool with. You know, she has a you know a, like a girlfriend crew, and they go to a lot of shows together. Now, here's one I want to ask you. Yeah. Now, when your husband say you're doing something, and it's your husband with the kids, are the kids better and easier for your husband <laughs> than they are with you? Oh my gosh! Oh <laughs> yes. I, for whatever reason, it's like 
and especially when I was on maternity leave and he was working, it was like the most difficult days of dealing with a colicky baby. And then I would be so flustered when he got home and I would be like, this day was horrible. The baby wouldn't stop crying. I haven't been able to sleep. I'm exhausted. And then it was like he got home and the baby was perfect, went to sleep. Nope. And it was like he had to think I was insane because he wasn't witnessing what I was witnessing. So there is something to that. Is that what happens in your house? Um, yeah, and still to this day. And I go back <laughs> to, and now obviously, you know, like, you know, my oldest now is 12. Um, so, you know, it wasn't so much, you know, the iPhone and everything was videoed yeah. the way it is now. But um, we, the way our house was, there was a side door. At the, and we're not there anymore, but it was there was a front door. There was a side door. So she's like, well, well, come in the side door. And literally, my wife was holding my oldest, and she had no idea. I mean, she was, you know, nine months, ten months, and I walked in the side door. And she's literally, you know, my mother, my wife's holding her, and it was... Wah, 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 wah. And I literally just kind of walked in, circled around my wife, and I looked at my oldest, and all of a sudden, it was a big smile. So it was like, wow, you really are just freaking effing with her. That's <laughs> what you're doing. You're just screwing with her. And even now, though, like, she'll go out, and, you know, like I said, she goes to concerts. She enjoys it. And, like, she'll, you know, she'll call me at, like, you know, whether 10 o'clock or whatever. She's like, what are the girls doing? Yeah, they're in bed. What do you mean they're in bed? Yeah, so, well, I said it was time for bed. And she's like, I, I just don't get it. And, you know, and these are just things you guys are going to get to enjoy, you know, as they get older. Obviously, big, you know, discrepancy in age. Your kids are close in age. Obviously, my kids are close in age. You know, Friday nights, usually, look, look, mama, you want to go out, whatever, that's fine or whatever. Because my wife doesn't drink. So for me, come home on Friday night, have a couple of beers or whatever. Modern Family reruns on USA Network. We sit, we all laugh, but about, you know, quarter to ten, because I usually go to my office on Saturday till at least one or two. All right, it's 10 o'clock. It's over. Well, and they look around and like, well, mom's not here, so there's no... Like, they realize yeah. there's no bickering with me. Uh-huh. Like, with me, it's like, well, I'm just not going to listen to it. Like, this is the way it's going to be. It's simple as... But, like, the kids will always... Like, they'll bark back to mom, but dad is just like, well, no. It's just like, because it, nobody's going to listen. And it's so funny, the dynamic with that. Yeah, well, I, I think that you saw on my Twitter, I instilled my son is three. And my daughter's four, going to be five. So they're 18 months apart. So that age gap is not very big, which makes it even more challenging, which I know you've experienced. But I have really taken to using desperate measures with my son because he is the hardest on me. There, the there is something about is the, the second child. The youngest is the Man. hardest. There's no way around it. it. It is like he pushes my buttons to – it is unbelievable the stuff that he does. So – you know, a couple months ago, he really has taken to Baker Mayfield for whatever reason. I guess, obviously, he lives in a household where we have really strong Browns fandom. So, of course, Mom, I'm I'm, I'm ecstatic. I'm like, yes, you're going to love Baker Mayfield. This is going to be great match made in heaven. And one day, he was fighting me on cutting his toenails. And <laughs> all of a sudden, I remember saying to my daughter a couple years back when she was obsessed with LeBron James. I don't know. I guess my kids are weird. But... I remember telling her, eat your hamburger, LeBron James does, and she did it. So I have this <laughs> moment of clarity, and I'm like, Baker Mayfield lets his mom cut his toenails. And my son looked at me, and he was like, okay, sat down in a little like fetal position, was super calm, let me cut his toenails. And I was like, this is a major victory in my mind right now, and how can I apply this thinking 
to everything else because we are going through the potty training stages. And you, as you know, that is not an easy stage to handle. So I pretty much was like, Baker eats his vegetables. Baker poops on the potty. Baker does this. Baker does that. And now, literally last week, I made homemade chocolate chip cookies. And I'm like, do you want one of mommy's cookies? And he goes, no, Baker made those. So in ways, it's kind of backfired on me. But in a lot of ways, it has worked. And I hear my husband in the other room saying, Baker Mayfield does this. Baker Mayfield does this. Baker Mayfield poops on the potty. And it's whatever works, right? Um, it, it, It's funny because um, I remember my oldest and now for me and her like and this may be something with you like there's almost like a okay well if there's an issue I've got this kid you've got that kid and it's me and the oldest and um I remember it was you know my wife she's got to start doing this and it was I know it was a Super Bowl Sunday and I cannot remember this which Super Bowl it was but I was like no this is going to happen and it's going to happen today and, you know, literally I had the TV and I literally turned it in within the bathroom. I'm watching the Super Bowl. Though You're going to do this today. And she finally went on the potty. And, I, I, you know, I screamed at my wife. I was like, well, she went. And she's like, okay, that's great. I'm like, no, she's a girl. I don't know what to do from here. <laughs> we, we, that we've has achieved, happened in our house. We've achieved the golden goose. But how, <laughs> I don't know how to finish this. And she's like, well, and, 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 you know, obviously, you know, you're going to take your daughter to the bathroom. So, like, we go out to dinner. You know, my wife's like, oh, well, they need to go to the bathroom. I was like, I'm not taking them to the ladies' room. I mean, what's going on? I mean, this is all you now. And I still remember one of my buddies came over one time, and he's like, and this was when they were still young. He's like, oh, well, I've heard they put changing tables in men's rooms now. And I looked at him, I'm like, dude, shut the hell up. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> Don't ever violate the bro code. You ain't married. You ain't got kids. Dude, do not say this. And he looked at me like, he's like, but I don't know if it's in New Jersey or whatever. I'm like, all right, you saved yourself. You can, you can, you can stay for dinner. But I mean, you understand, like it's a divide and conquer type of thing. And it's like, well, if this kid's having an issue, am I going to handle it? Or are you going to handle it? And, you know, and like I t- we tease friends. It was like, well, you know, if it never works out or whatever, I'll take Avery, and I'll take Hope. Everything will be copacetic. We'll all work together fine. But, like, you divide and conquer. Like, you know which kid you're going to go to. Obviously, it's different, obviously, with guys with a girl with a girl and a boy. For us with two daughters, it's, well, I'll take the oldest because, I mean, she's probably at 12. She might be the smartest person in this house already. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, that that's interesting. My husband had the same school of thought when she was going to the bathroom, and he, like, yelled out my name. He's like, I don't know what to do. And I was mm-hmm. like, Okay, come on. Like, think about it for a minute. I know what to do with our son, and I do not have those same parts. That but he you're has. a mom, so Figure Bray. this out. You're a mom, though, Bray. Oh, man. I guess, I guess or something to that. But, yeah, kids, kids, man, they are exhausting. And, and now, you know, once they get into the toddler stage, they start sleeping a little bit better. And both of my kids have been very good super, so I can't complain. But recently, my son, again, the difficult one, and I say this to his face, so he'll hear this one day and he'll totally understand. But he transitioned out of a crib and is waking up in the middle of the night and coming into a room every single night. So then it was like, man, now our sleep is back interrupted. I get up early for work. I don't want to have to wake him up. So I, I said to him, if you start sleeping in your bed, I'll buy you Baker Mayfield stickers for your wall. So fast forward, and the first night, he came into room at like midnight. 
I put him back in his bed. He woke up and he was like, I slept in my big boy bed all night. I get my Baker stickers. And I was like, okay, not how it works, but let's try again. <laughs> and he, he was pretty consistent then the next few nights. And I said, okay, I'll get you your Baker stickers. Made a big deal about it. Which, by the way, the fathead stickers are pretty legit. I was actually really impressed with how awesome they are. So we put them on his wall. He was really excited about his bakers. His big, big baker stickers is what he calls them. But still, every night, 3 a.m., comes in our room, throws a fit if we try to move him, baker stickers on the wall and all. So that's what we're going through right now. The bribe, the baker bribe, as I like to call it, didn't really come through for that. So any advice, I'll take it. I know everyone says they'll grow out of it, but feels like it's been forever. Well, the key is to make sure they are exhausted when they go to bed. <laughs> I mean, there's, and, and look, but the problem is, and, and this goes back to what we were talking about earlier, is when you are two working parents and like, you know, my father used to come home and he'd be like, you know, pat everybody on the head. How you doing? He'd eat his dinner and he'd just, you know, venture off to his own life. Um, but now it doesn't work that way yeah. in 2019. Um, it's going to get easier. It's going to break. Like, we're to the point now where it's like, all right, well, mom and dad are going out to dinner. Well, what are we going to do? You guys are good here. You got cell phones. Uh, we have 110 pounds of pit bulls here. Nobody's breaking into the house. <laughs> the doors are locked. You guys are okay. Um, now, here's one you're going to get ready for as it uh -oh. goes on. Is every time you go to discipline one child, it's going to be, well, you know, and we're not, you know, Johnny did this or Samantha did this. When you say you did something wrong, they point out the other's flaws. Uh -huh. And that is the worst part of it. It's because, well, pointing out what this one did wrong, because it, it's like <laughs> you were caught right now. Yeah. So don't tell me what they did. Like, I mean, look, you guys may be wrong 10 times and we may catch you twice. But when I do catch you, I don't want to hear that, you know, don't point out the other eight that I missed on the other one. It's just not going to work that way. Yeah. Yeah. They're already starting that. Starting young already. The tattletale phase is not fun. And I got news for you. That one doesn't die, especially uh. when they're close. It's going to go on. But the one thing you're going to enjoy, Brie, as it goes on is there's going to be times where they have each other's backs. Yeah. And it's it'll be quiet. And and you'll know and, and you'll go to one and it'll usually be the oldest. Well, did you know what the youngest did? Um, no. Did something happen? And and that is the best part because it's like, all right, God forbid anything ever happens, you realize they have each other's backs in some capacity, and that's the fun part of it all. Yeah. I mean, it's the man-on-man -man works. I don't understand how people do the zone defense. So you never you never regretted not having a third? <laughs> oh, well, that was even the thing because I will – well, aren't you hoping for a boy? And I was in, you know, we obviously. Do you love that question? Oh, I I, 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 I love it, but I almost despise it. And that was yeah. even the thing, though, because, um, you know, we went through a lot. You know, you know, my wife went through a lot to have these first two. And mm -hmm. it was like, well, are you going to have another one? Well, no, I don't want to have another one. Because yeah. once the second one was out of diapers, it was like it was over. Yeah, you get to that point where you're like, how do I start back over of having a yep. newborn? I'm never doing a bottle again. I'm oh. not changing a diaper again. Like, and like, there were even, and like, my wife, she's like, you used to be so good with babies, and we have friends with babies. And, and like, I was the awkward, like, almost like the college kid going, coming to meet like a niece or a nephew, and you yeah. hold them under the arms, like, oh, you're kind of cute. Get this thing away from me. Like, once you get to the point where they are, like, like they can use the, they can use the bathroom. 
you know, you can make them whatever they want. And I still remember my oldest. She was like 15, 16 months old. My wife's like, what is she eating? I was like, oh, well, I was eating breakfast meat. So I made her some and just cut it up really small for her. And like there was all grease all over the, you know, the high chair or whatever. I was like, well, it was breakfast sausage. Well, she's like, oh, can she have it? And I was like, I don't know, but she had a drop of it, you know. I mean, yeah, so you just, yeah. You know, and that was the thing. Feed them, whatever. And then Figure they turn. it out. Exactly. I mean, because you, and, and, you know, the, the grandparents with the, well, maybe they shouldn't eat that or maybe. Well, didn't I eat that? Yes. Well, yeah. So then what the hell's the problem? And your kids are healthy now, right? 11 and 12, they made it. Yeah, so sure, that didn't but, even matter. Exactly. I mean, you just, you know, and everybody finds their way with it. And that's, you know, that's just the way it goes. Um, Bree, uh, t- tell us some more about Big Play and everything that's going on over there. Because, I mean, obviously the shows that are going on, you guys are doing some fun stuff. Um, you know, yeah. It's great that there's a female voice and you guys do the, you know, the three-man, sh- I don't want to say three-man show. Three-person. <laughs> three, three the three-person crew. <laughs> Which is tough for me because, look, I, I like to talk. So for, for three-person crew, crew for me, it doesn't work so well. So, but the two, but I mean, you guys, the fun, the shows, it, it, it's fun. It's it, it's good stuff, and you guys tackle a lot of stuff, Cleveland sports-wise. Yeah. So I think Chris, aka Reflog or McNeil, as he's known on Twitter, has a pretty pretty big following just on Twitter in general, and I think a lot of people are interested and curious to, to know a little bit more about him since he's a pretty funny guy on Twitter and also a great guy in real life, I will say. And him and Dave had the idea post-Browns games to do a live Periscope, which in my mind I thought was genius because there isn't a ton of live video out there post-Browns games. And obviously with the season that we had and, and the ups and downs of it all, it was perfect timing. And so they were really excited to kind of see how how that executed post Browns games and wanted to really continue that momentum going forward into the off season and hoping to continue it. So uh, they had reached out and asked me to join on board, and I was more than happy to jump on board with them because it's something that I really like doing. And Chris and I had done a podcast um, over the last year and a half, so. We were pretty familiar with one another, and um, Dave's a real professional, um, so it, it's been pretty seamless, and the video piece of it is a lot different because, like you said, there's three of us in total, so everyone that's on a podcast likes to talk, right? That's why you're on there, <laughs> so that makes it a little more challenging, and the video piece of it, it making myself look actually pulled together is more challenging as well because right now I'm sitting here in my pajamas and nobody Which has Which I to told see. you. There's <laughs> yeah. no no video. That's the best part about audio. I'm in it's here in my favorite ripped up pair of jeans here. I'm still trying to bring grunge back. That was a great era for me. <laughs> and my it's coming like, back. It's coming back. It, that's Well, that's what I'm trying to say. My wife's like, why are you throwing those away? I was like, these are going to be in style again in like a year. Yeah, Just uncomfortable. Yeah, so it was funny because after this, after the first episode, I had emailed, reached out to Dave, and I said, listen, I realize that the side that we're filming me on is not my good side, so I need to be requested to move. And then I was like, already second show in, I'm being a diva and asking to have my good side shown, which I didn't even know that I had a good side. But apparently, those are the things that you figure out when you're seeing yourself on film, which is weird. It's not weird. I mean, look, I mean, you know, I've seen those guys. Um, if you want to go with, you know, what would be if just if it's a still picture, 
What are you going to look at? You know, the lady with the nice, you know, scully <laughs> on. Come on now. I mean, everybody knows. I think that's why they asked me on, to be honest. They were like, we, we, I was like, you guys might get the creepy guys listening to your show. Is that the target audience that we're going for? Maybe. It, they're all fans, right? Well, I mean, look, everybody's fans. And look, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, and guys in their mother's basements who listen to a lot of this stuff. <laughs> so if that's what you got to target, that's what you got to target. But I mean, you play to your strengths. Um, you know, I mean, you know, the guys you were on the shows with, you know, older and, you know, I mean, guys, we all admit it. The bloom is off our rose. It's over with, you know, <laughs> we're just doing the best we can. And if you're not married yet, my God, at this point, be married if you're late 30s <laughs> or 40s. And if you find uh, you know somebody who wants you, hang to her like grim death, for God's sakes. Because uh, you don't want to start over. You don't because I have friends going through it. You don't want to have to start over. You yeah. Just that's just not the way to do it. But, um, Bree, this has been a blast. It really has. Yeah. Um, make sure you can push everything you need to push here as we start to put this, you know, slowly to bed. Yeah, so I'll just give a shout out to the boys. They were giving me a hard time of joining Jeff, jokingly, but I've had a great time on here. Uh, you can catch us every Monday night around 9 p.m. at BP Reflog Show, and we broadcast that via Periscope. And then, of course, follow me on Twitter at Breezy Clee. Uh, always like to interact with all of my followers, and I always like following all of the Cleveland and Browns fans. And guys, I thank you for sharing her. I'm not stealing her. You guys, look. <laughs> and look, everybody over they, Hey, life. listen, Jeff, they need some competition, okay? So I, ju- I'm just saying, like, it's, it's okay if you want to maybe say you have a little contract negotiation over me. You know, I wouldn't be mad at that. Oh, look at this, guys. <laughs> L- look at Brie go now. I'm just kidding, her. Dave and Chris. <laughs> look at her go now. But um, guys, it's been a blast. And look, guys, over a big play. Look, let's have some fun. We can always cross. I mean, there's always avenues to do this, and we should all enjoy what we're doing. We should enjoy all enjoy what we're covering. Um, so let's enjoy this because we're not talking about a sour down, beat down product that it's hard to put. And the one phrase I always use is hard to put a sunshine on a turd. We're not doing that anymore. <laughs> We're not doing that anymore. We're talking about you know good things, positive things, and and you and you're seeing things now where you know the Browns are the favorites for the AFC North in 2019. This is what we all want when you cover a team. This is you know because you know with the Lockdown Podcast Network, you know the guys who host the Lockdown Rams and my buddy Mark Schofield who hosts the Lockdown Patriots. This is the dream right now. This is what you want to be talking about: good stuff, positive stuff. You're, you're playing in meaningful games which will be february you don't want to be talking about you know consistent you know coaching hires and things of that nature you want to talk about the fact that your team is playing well and playing great and putting out constant positives week in week out and that's what happened over the last half of this season and it's going to just continue to roll on here with cap space and and players to be added through the draft with 11 draft picks and it's crazy with 11 draft choices for the Cleveland Browns to say I don't think 11 guys can make this team right now. There's not that many holes. I mean, that's the fun part. But, Bree, it has been an absolute blast. Guys, for the Lockdown Browns podcast, I thank you so much. Go ahead and follow it on Twitter. We always keep it a follow-back account. You guys have been consistent with, you know, topics you want to discover. Uh, I'm sorry, not discover, but talk about. You know, uh, obviously, Bree was one of them, which I appreciate, guys. We do like – I want to open this up here in the offseason – 
and, and talk to more people who cover the team and stuff like that and give you guys different avenues and stuff you guys can enjoy. Um, for me, myself, personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Follow me there. Uh, like I said, iTunes ratings and reviews, they're always appreciated. And as we always put a bed to here on Lockdown Browns, LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.